starts and stops. It's his stutter steps. It's his change in inflection and and change of pace that really does it for me on this play. And you see it all. And then the hands in in real time, like. It, it's just a phenomenal goal. It's it's absolutely insane what he can do. And this wasn't one of those wind it up in your own zone and go down the ice with speed. <laughs> he grabbed the puck, and he was just outside the blue line when he made his turn and went right through the New York Rangers. The play of the day, courtesy of Connor McDavid. Won't be the uh, last time that we say that uh, this season. Hour number two of the VGK Insider Show is coming up next. How do you rate the weekend performance with victory in Montreal, defeat against Detroit, and the VGK segment, which calls for the one-timers, news and notes from around the National Hockey League, and then there's another big goal scorer who's doing great things in that area. It's the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Stay with us. He gave him a bump, feet out in front, the big save by Leonard. Closing to his right, puck goes around behind the goal. Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at lvsportsnetwork.com. Colasar again down low. Right side, he shoots, not down. Theodore fires, and he scores! This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here are your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Thanks for joining us on hour number two of the VGK Insider Show. We will get into our news and notes from around the National Hockey League, bring you up to date with a, a busy few days in the NHL. The last remaining unbeaten team fell, and the last team without a victory is off the schneid. And it kind of leads that last part into what the Vegas Golden Knights are going to have to deal with this week as they start a six-game homestand. Uh, three games this week, three games next week. It's really easy. Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday uh, on both weeks and uh, looking forward to getting into a rhythm as they return home six and six. Darren Millard along with Ryan Wallace, Chris Chapman. Uh, Our number two kicks off with ratings of the two games in Montreal and Detroit and also a whole lot of Jack Eichel who met with the media today and uh, was asked uh, about uh, the surgery, also asked about uh, coming into uh, a Stanley Cup challenging environment, which is different than anything he's experienced in his National Hockey League career, having not played in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And then just uh, uh, about uh, his relationship with Robin Leonard. And uh, Leonard uh, went out and stood up for Jack Eichel during the uh, the preseason. And uh, Jack Eichel, very much appreciative of that. But uh, let's start with our ratings before we you get to... see what I do that. with the pepper? You see what I do with the pepper? The people, the people, they want the pepper, all right? They yes, want they the do. They want the pepper. And uh, you know what our, what our rating scale is, but I'll remind everybody. A one is a bell pepper. A two out of five is a jalapeno. Habanero is three. Ghost pepper is four. And if you think they rock the world, it is a... Carolina Reaper at number five. Individually, games against Montreal and Detroit. A win in Montreal, a loss in Detroit. What say you, Chapman? Yeah, this is, it, it's really strange because I, I felt like I, I really had no idea where to go with either of these games because they were just so funky and weird. I went with a jalapeno against, I'm sorry, not a jalapeno. I went with a habanero mm. against Montreal on Saturday because there was some good two power play goals is, is obviously really good, but getting out shot 20 to one in the first period is the, it's an unusual strategy. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a bold strategy, cotton. <laughs> it's really not. It's it's, it was 
really, I mean, they didn't play a good game, and somehow they won the game. I think the two empty net goals at the end, they kind of make the score line look a little bit All right. bigger than what it was. But look, the two power play goals, obviously that's a real positive. So I, I went right in the middle. So a three out of five. Three out of five. Here's where it gets weird, because yesterday's game, I'm going to give it a ghost. And despite the fact that they lost 5-2, to two, I felt like they played a really good game, especially mm-hmm. considering they had played the second night of a back-to-back. You have to travel. You're playing Loren Brossois, who, who I think is a good goalie, but I think there just really hasn't been an opportunity for him to get a lot of playing time. So I feel like he was cold. Look, you got the great start, Nick Waugh's goal early on. Two power play goals against you really hurt, I think, in that first period and kind of put you behind the eight ball. But So you rated the the win a three out of five and the loss a four out of five. Because I think they played, no, no, no. I, I, I think they I played a better doing. game yesterday than they did on, on Saturday. Strangely, and uh, I know that we talked about sitting down and having a little bit of an intervention with, with Ryan earlier Mm -hmm. about his uh, talk about what to do with the top lines. I'm starting to think that somebody may have to sit me down because this is twice within 90 minutes that I'm on the same wavelength as Chris Chapman. Oof. Oof is right. That's rough. That's, that's kind of scary to me. I I mean, I need a couple of seconds. What what do you think, Wallace? Where are you in these two games? Deep, deep breathing, Darren, breathe in through your nose, out through your mouth couple of deep breaths, you Why should be fine. Why can't you go in through the mouth and out through the nose? Because your mouth wasn't designed to breathe in. Oh. Your nose so, was literally designed to breathe. Literally. Like, that is its function. Its only function. Do I get more anyway, stressed if I breathe in through the mouth and out through the nose? Like, is it less calming? Uh, uh, yeah, it is. Huh. Okay. But, I mean, like, you do you. Have fun. That's what I do. You're, that's, what, that's what you're all about. Uh, okay. So the game against the Montreal Canadiens, that's a habanero all day long. It was a terrible start for the Golden Knights, and yet the second and third period made up for it. The power play goals made up for it. Um, History would tell us this year that uh, we should go Ghost Pepper on that game or Carolina Reaper. I'm not going to do that just simply because that that first period was, was too much to kind of excuse, but I do like the fact that they were able to battle back and get the win. And then unfortunately for me i'm on the same wavelength as all all of you guys both of you it, it's it pains me as much as it does to say this but uh last night's game against the detroit red wings was perhaps the best game the golden knights played all road trip and they end up losing five to two sometimes that's how it goes in hockey that's a ghost pepper for me so habanero hmm. ghost pepper those are the two games Wow, uh, impressive. It's weird. And they were different games. They were unique performances in the way that Vegas really struggled in the first period in Montreal and scored first in the opening frame against Detroit and were the better team in that first, but left the mm-hmm. ice at Little Caesars Arena down 3-1 after the uh, the first period. Uh, I'm going to go, uh, what's the Carolina Reaper? That's a five. That's a five. I'm going with a five for that game against Montreal. I'm going, oh gosh! Hey, hey, come hey, on! Hey, stop! Hey, hey, listen! <laughs> stop listen, it! Listen to my justification this here. This is this is getting this is getting you, out of hand. Darren. You, we we need an intervention for you and Carolina Reapers. You Seriously. cannot talk about the power play over and over. Last week on the Darren, open they phones, were outshot twenty to one in the first period. 
the open phone 20 to segment one high danger chances eight to nothing come on was all about the power play and the drought and it was going back uh, I don't know we I, I put a stop to it and being able to go back beyond this season because I was tired of hearing about it but you cannot rail on the power play as much as people have talked about the power play and then get two power play goals and a victory in an original six arena on a Saturday night on Hockey Night in Canada and not give that anything but a five out of five. Yes, no. Yes, you, you, can. you can. It was absolutely. not a five out of five. Come I mean, there, 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 there were some positives. It to, was, to, it was to, good. To pull out of that. I mean, obviously. And, and Robin Leonard was fantastic. Yeah. So a five out of five sure. for the victory in Montreal. And then we, I'll go with the uh, with your ghost pepper for uh, the, the game <laughs> against Detroit. I, I'm a giver. What can we, I say, we, guys? We, I'm a giver. You. You have set the bar so ridiculously low for Carolina Reapers that every single win is going to have to be a Carolina Reaper. So you, you think that, I'm right? devaluing our currency? Yes, yeah. Yes. Inflation, man. Like you, you, and, and I was with you on the Dallas game. Like 100%, I was with you on the Dallas game. Like let's throw the Carolina Reaper out there for that one. But against the Montreal Canadiens, that game, no, I, I can't do it. Yeah. I, Five I, goals I in the second and third periods and got some goaltending out of Robin Leonard. Mm-hmm. Scored in the power play mm-hmm. and he... he it just proves you don't need 60 minutes. Why, why waste all your energy well, over 60 that's minutes not, if you only oh, need okay. 40? That's, I don't think Pete that's DeBoer a would be That's a terrible way of thinking about it. Pete, Pete like, may, when Pete everyone's healthy, no, 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 yeah. hold on. When everyone's healthy, you don't need 60 minutes. Like, this team has been able to find wins in 25-minute spans within a 60-minute game. Like, yes, I agree with you on the whole that there are times where this team doesn't need 60 minutes, and it's usually when they're fully healthy. Right now, this lineup has to play 60 minutes. And and that's the part that, that I think is, is missing here in that you get out of that game with two points, even though you only got 40 minutes of of, of quality hockey there. Uh, that cannot be the recipe that you keep going back to for the Golden Knights. That's what scares me. You know what? Uh, who wasn't very happy with the Saturday night game? The Ghosts. Who's that? They were sour. <laughs> wow. They were, they were okay, not happy here we go. with that uh, with with that performance by Montreal. And there's uh, there's some unrest uh, with the Canadian. The just one note on Detroit. After everything that they've gone through in the rebuild, they've missed the playoffs five straight years, and there was a couple of those seasons where they were not fun to watch. It was ugly to watch. It wasn't even close to entertaining to watch. That's a fun team right now to watch. Those kids are throwing it around. Tyler Bertuzzi, even though he's given up the 400 grand because he doesn't want to get vaccinated and can't play in Canada, uh, he is having a just a B season. And Cider Suter uh, and Raymond <laughs> lighting it up. It, it was an, it was uh, an entertaining game to to sit there. Now Jack Eichel came in the studio in the first period, so we, I was a little bit distracted. I wasn't paying as much attention as as I should have. But um, I, I appreciate what Detroit's doing right now with those kids. Yeah, I I agree with you. It was a fun game, and you know you look at the the power plays early on in the game for the Detroit Red Wings, and it's. You know, it's it's cider just kind of quarterbacking everything and the puck movement from low to high to high to low and then cross ice like they were finding seams all over the place. And for me, like, you know, the Detroit Red Wings are a fun hockey team. They're better. I don't know how much longevity they're going to have this year. It just when when things kind of clamp down a little bit and it becomes harder and harder for young players to score. 
But right now, lean into it because oh, it was a fun you, hockey yeah, game, and, and that's awesome. You're encouraged uh, with that. Uh, Jack Eichel uh, was watching the game. He saw uh, the Vegas Golden Knights go 2-2 two and two on the road trip, now 6-6 six and six on the season. And then he uh, rolls into the media conference today, and uh, there was a bunch of people. Chapman, you were there. There's a bunch of people there today. Yeah, yeah. There were some some television people there, and uh, yeah, it was it was cool. And of course, the, you didn't even get your normal seat. No, I did. I did. I got to sit next to uh, Kevin Martin, who is is very cool from Channel Eight. Mm-hmm. Big fan of her. What did you put in your notebook? I didn't have my notebook. Didn't today. have it. Yeah, didn't have wow. it. longest press conference of the year, media conference of the year. Well, didn't have the notebook. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you why. I I was. Running a little late, hmm. and uh, I, I kind of forgot. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, fortunately, we have some sound for you. Uh, this is Jack Eichel. Uh, what he had to say today about the doubters and talking about the surgery, and he wanted ADR, uh, artificial disc replacement. The Buffalo Sabers wanted the fusion surgery, and some people are doubting whether that's the the right decision, the path that he's going on. So Jack Eichel dealing with doubters. I think I got a lot more. I think I'm uh, only scratching the surface. I, yeah, I think the the season a couple of years ago, um, you know, I think that that was sort of the the start of the the way that I want to make an impact. And um, yeah, you come in here. There's some some really good hockey players, and I think uh, you know the competitive environment, the the culture here. It's only going to push you to become better. And um, so yeah, I think uh, I think there's there's a lot more in me, and um, you know this is about as motivated as I've been. I think there's a lot of people out there that you know maybe be be doubting me or, or don't think I'm going to get back to the form I was in. So um, look forward to putting all those doubts to rest and getting back to uh, the level that I believe I can play. When he's healthy, happy, confident, and with a supporting cast, 50-50 guy. Uh, Connor McDavid mm-hmm. will now be in the same division as Jack Eichel. They were drafted 1-2 Edmonton Oilers and Buffalo Sabres in 2015, and now they're linked again inside the Pacific Division. And he was asked about being uh, within reaching distance of Connor McDavid again. Uh-huh. Jeez, it's tough to be linked to that guy, isn't it? <laughs> Jesus. Uh, I got the short end there, huh? Um no, I mean he's having a cr- tremendous year, tremendous career. Connor's a you know, world world class. Like you know, what he's doing is pretty pretty remarkable. Uh, but uh, in terms of being in this division, um, there's a lot of really good teams in this division. It's competitive. You know, uh, they're having a good year. Like there's the parity in the NHL is incredible. You know what I mean? It's any team can beat anybody on a given night, but. Um, you know, I think that that competitiveness brings out the best in me, and um, you know, just like anything, look forward to competing against the world's best every night. And um, you know, Edmonton, Calgary, like you know, all these teams. There's a there's a lot of good uh, good hockey players out here. So um, this is a really good hockey team here too. That's going to be so much fun to watch. Those two going back and forth. It's going to be great. I, I can't wait for McDavid versus Eichel and how much more hype there will be Golden Knights take on the Edmonton Oilers. It's going to be awesome. Back and forth. Uh, we've watched it at times with uh, Patrick Kane and Austin Matthews and uh, Connor McDavid and uh, Austin Matthews when it comes to Connor McDavid and 
Jack Eichel, Vegas, Edmonton for the next few years. Oh, boy. Uh, but he has to get through the surgery first. That's going to take place on Friday in Denver. Jack talking about having the ADR procedure. I think my uh, my situation shine light on, you know, maybe some things that could be changed in our in our CBA, and I hope that they are in the future. I think uh, I think the whole process around this is uh, maybe a little bit gray. Like, I don't necessarily agree with the team having the full full say in, in what to do with uh, your medical treatment. I think it should be a collaboration, and um, you know, in that sense. Uh, you know, I don't know if they'll. I don't know when the changes will be. You know, we obviously just renegotiated our CBA a year ago, so uh, I wanted to stand up for what I believed in. Um, frustration level with not having done the surgery. You know, I wanted to get it last spring when it was apparent to me that I needed surgery, and when I was told by you know all these experts that I needed to do something, I would have been fully recovered. Yeah, this summer, and I probably I would be playing now. Um, I think in hindsight, yeah, you look at it like, oh, yeah, I would have loved to get surgery then. I think everything, you know, it's probably cliche, but everything happens for a reason. And, um, you know, all the stuff that I went through all summer and dealt with, I think it brings you to this point here, and I couldn't be happier to be here. So um, in the grand scheme of, you know, the the time of of, uh, of the whole process, it's uh, it's, it's going to be a short, uh, short time. And... Um, you know, in a few months down the road, it'll all be down. It'll all, it'll all be behind us, and um, you know, who knows if if I'd be standing in front of you right now if uh, if I got surgery in May. So, I feel very fortunate to be a part of this organization. Um, you know, I don't think that there's there's a place that uh, that I'd rather be. So, um, you know, obviously, I would love to have, have have been fully healthy at the beginning of the season and playing hockey, but. Um, you know, I'm here now, and, and I'm excited to be here, and I'm excited to attack this uh, recovery process and get back on the ice. On the topic of the player having more influence on their treatment, uh, chatted mm-hmm. with Darren Dreger today in the podcast, The Chirp, and we, we kind of went down this path. And I, I, don't, I don't know, Ryan, whether this will change it because I, I'm – sort of leaning towards agents and players were watching this to see what would happen and whether it would lead mm-hmm. to uh, the surgery. And Jack was going to get the surgery that he, that he wants to have. But I don't know whether it influences the next case as much because I don't know how many next cases we're going to have in this situation in the sense of it's highly unusual. In fact, I don't remember it happening before where a team and a player are so much on different sides of how to progress with uh, with a medical treatment and it just yeah, it, I, it, I, they just got they got to a point where they they like nothing was going to happen it was I, I mm-hmm. firmly believe buffalo was just like no we're not going to do it because that's what he wanted to do it got to that point yeah i mean i think there was a degree of of personal feelings involved here and pride and not wanting to blink in a situation. And, you know, for me, like, I kind of hope that it never gets to a point where there's an impasse like this, because, you know, it's, it's hard not to look back at this entire situation. It's hard not to look at how it went down between, you know, the Buffalo Sabres and Jack Eichel and how contentious it got 
and not think that there was an element of this that was done just to uh, just because you, you didn't want to see like you didn't want to concede and and it didn't really feel like um, there were other reasons outside of maybe some some just not wanting to swallow your your pride yeah. so it's it's a tough one and you know I'm hopeful that it doesn't it, it doesn't continue to move in that direction for another team and another player and other franchises. Jack, on the last few days, uh, traded uh, last week on Thursday and now getting to the point where he can start thinking about uh, moving forward, arriving in Vegas. Yeah, I think the first uh, first 24 hours was pretty overwhelming. Just a lot of, uh, a lot of things kind of go on uh, internally, a lot of emotions. And, um, but it, it's nice to get out to Vegas. It's nice to be here. It's nice to be at the facility. I think things start to settle in a little bit more. Um, you know, unique situation. It's it's a mid-season trade, but you're not. Uh, you know, in, in my situation, you're not just jumping right on the ice and, and being with the group. So, um, but I'm very excited to be a part of the organization. It's uh, everything's so top-notch here, and just the communication from people so far has been has been great. So, um, yeah, very excited, and uh, it's been it's been a whirlwind. He also received a, a world-class welcome. And we've seen this before, Alec Martinez and Mark mm-hmm. Stone at the airport. Uh, the Golden Knights changed things up when Jack Eichel arrived yesterday, and they met him at the hotel with the Golden Knight and Chance and the Divas. Uh, and, it well, let's just say Jack was aware of what had happened previously. <laughs> and uh, here's uh, here's his response to uh, what uh, what the greeting was like. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think as as a player, you appreciate that. It makes you feel very welcome. It makes you feel like uh, you know wanted. And uh, I had seen that uh, that some previous guys had been traded here, and they'd got that at the airport. So I thought when I collected my bags that I was uh, I was clear. But they got me at the hotel, and uh, it was a great welcome. And um, you know the uh, the accommodations have been great. Yeah, it was awesome. Aaron, his girlfriend, is here, and she she got out the other side of the vehicle and tried to dodge uh, all the hoopla. <laughs> <laughs> it was a veteran move, and then Chance the Chance went over, grabbed her, and marched uh, marched her through. So, uh, very very cool thing. It's just one of those those arrivals where even the National Hockey League Twitter account put out the other day, oh, Vegas. What are you going to do this time? Because it's become mm-hmm. one of those things. One, it's it, it's another star player, so they're, they're catching on there. All the star players come to Vegas, and there's something unique as far as the arrival. Yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, a little detail, for sure, <laughs> but I think it goes a long way, right? Because you, you and it, when I say a little detail, it, it's a detail, but um, it it's big and grandiose because it's Vegas, but, you know, not all teams are going to do that, right? And, you know, what I think is most interesting is when, you know, when you hear Jack kind of talk about it, like, it makes you feel wanted. I think that that's kind of an important thing here. Like so many times you make trades, so many times you're looking at trying to bring pieces in or, or in free agency, whatever the case may be, teams know that you want them. But when you have an ability to just kind of throw an extra wrinkle in that, uh, I think it goes a long way. And the fact that the trade deadline, that's a whirlwind for guys. They arrive, they get into the lineup, they play. It's in the playoffs. They never really get to catch their breath. Alec Martinez will be able to speak to to that uh, going deep in in, in that playoff uh, through a COVID COVID break. 
he's going to have time to, to skate and train and, and get to know everybody before he ever plays a game. So I think that's going to be uh, outstanding on the advantage of uh, getting to be able to hit the ground running when he does play. And when he does get in the lineup, he joins a contending team for a Stanley Cup. Yeah, um, this team's had a lot of success. You know, there's a lot of players in, on this uh, this roster that have had a lot of success. So it's a, you know, to only be in the fifth season and, and feel like uh, an organization has created a culture like they have already, it's uh, it's great to come in and be a part of and, um, you know, look forward to, you know, making as much of an impact as I can when I get when I get back and, and become healthy. And, um, yeah, the goal here, this organization's goal every year is to win the Stanley Cup. And I think that's a, that's a really good it's a really good uh, mindset to have. I think they play the Buffalo Sabres on February 2nd. Mm-hmm. You can't last, tell me. Last game before the uh, break. You can't tell me that he's not, like, doesn't have one eye on that. That's, well, of course that's he does. way earlier than I think that, uh, based on all the time projections, uh, three months, but by, by, by about two weeks. Uh, like that, well, if, if things progress and things are, are perfect, could you imagine if his first game's against Buffalo? It would be amazing. It would be fantastic. And it would align with Jack's desire to get to the Olympics, right? Like, that's another caveat, another facet in, in this entire recovery process is, and you asked him the question, right? Like you said, are the Olympics out of the question? You said, no, I don't think so. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm going to do everything that I can. My my first focus is going to be on the Golden Knights. But, you know, if I can get healthy and I can get to a point where I'm I'm ready and healthy, then, yeah, I'd love to go. And so what better way to tune up for the Olympics than to play against the Buffalo Sabres in your first game as a Vegas Golden Knight? That'd be phenomenal. Uh, last clip for you. Uh, this one is off a question by Chris Chapman. Now, Chapman, did you include your question in no, the clip? Okay, no. so set this up for us. Well, Robin Leonard was was very vocal in, in his support of Jack Eichel and, and talked about their relationship and the friendship that the two of them had. Support that Jack should be able to determine his own surgery yes. or procedure. Yes, yeah. and, uh, you know, I, 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 I knew they had a good relationship, so I, I asked Jack to uh, kind of talk about the relationship a little bit and, and what it meant to have Robin Leonard in his corner fighting for him. Yeah, I mean, it meant a lot at the time. Uh, Robin and I had obviously played together before. And so, you know, when he was being a, a, a very vocal about his opinion on, on the matter, uh, it meant a lot to me. Like, I remember reaching out to him. I don't remember. must have been a few, whatever. Whenever he was kind of going on his, uh, I guess you guys would say, Twitter rant. But uh, I remember reaching out to him and just saying, you know, how, how appreciative I was that he was shining light on the situation. And I think, you know, him doing that, I, I really think it did help my situation, and I appreciate it. Robin's, you know, someone who, you know, speaks up when he believes in something, and he he stands behind it. And um, you know, for me, that that meant a lot, and it meant a lot to my family. And uh, he's a guy that uh, you definitely want uh, want on your side, and want behind you, and he'll uh, he'll do anything for you. So, it meant a lot that that he did that, and um, yeah, I think. Uh, I think it probably helped my situation as well a little bit, just shining light on it, and um, it means a lot. Yeah, the influence of the expression uh, that Robin Leonard put out over Twitter, do you, do, you, do you think that there was 
real push or effectiveness there? Because uh, I hadn't thought about it in in those uh, drawing attention to it. Yes, but the influence of actually uh, getting uh, the the P moved down the road a little bit is is interesting. Yeah, I mean, I I think that there's there's. In those moments, you want to believe that starting the discussion, having that that public forum, uh, kind of moves the needle a little bit. And you know, I I don't know if it if it really impacted the the deal getting done, but I do think it shined a little bit more light on what was going on with Jack Eichel, what the impasse was with the Buffalo Sabers, and I, I think that it's it's so often portrayed in in different ways. Um, you know who's who's right or who should should you side with in this situation? I think Robin kind of you know giving his experience of of playing with Buffalo and his experience on on you know just certain things when it came to medical was important to to just be out there in general for people to make their own conclusions about it. Uh, one uh, late submission. It uh, it isn't a clip that you're going to be able to hear, but uh, you've just watched it via the Vegas Golden Knights Twitter account. Jack Eichel at a ball hockey clinic today. And his hands are his hands are okay. His his stick handling and ability to to move things around. Uh, there's there's no uh, drop off in skill level on that uh, that front. No, not at all. He uh, he was really strong on his stick. He's got a, a good good stick. About seventeen kids couldn't pry a ball off of uh, off of his blade. So when Jack Eichel has the puck and he decides no one else is getting it, no one else is getting it. Alexander Ovechkin, Leon Dreisaitl, Connor McDavid, and Carey Price. All names that we will cover in one-timers. News and notes from around the National Hockey League as we continue in hour number two of the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. On to the near wing. Big shot. He scores. It's time for one-timers. Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day. And it's a tie hockey game. On the VGK Insider Show. Tomorrow night, Vegas back home faces the Seattle Kraken for the second time. Beat them in the opener. Undefeated against the new guys. If you want to watch the game, of course, Fox Sports Las Vegas, Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network, Dan Dubin, Gary Lawless have the call. So if you're used to listening to the radio, you're going to be out and about. Nothing changes for tomorrow night. TV side, yes. Uh, AT&T Sportsnet does not have the game tomorrow night. It's a national broadcast. Uh, it's going to be carried exclusively on ESPN Plus and Hulu. It's an ESPN game, so it will be carried on ESPN Plus, or if you have a Hulu subscription, you can watch it there. If you want to watch the game, you're going to need either an ESPN Plus subscription or Hulu. Just know that right now. Do your investigating, your due diligence, all that kind of uh, uh, information needs to be in your hands to watch the game on television tomorrow night because just going even though it's an espn game going to espn tomorrow night it will not be there uh on your channel guide all right i'll remind you again tomorrow got it just uh, i'll remind you again tomorrow but i uh, just want to make sure because uh, you know it's going to happen social media is going to line up i can't watch the game well we we'll want to make sure you're prepared uh, the nhl three stars have been released leon Drysidle is uh, uh one of the three stars along with a couple of goaltenders, Jack Campbell and John Gibson. Connor McDavid scores the goal of the year. Is it wrong that he's not one of the three stars? Uh, no. 
it's not because he's not uh, he, he's not leading the league in scoring right now. Darren? Leon so. Dreisaitl is, yeah. Yes, he is. Look at that. But. Hot takes. He scored the goal of the year. Yeah, I don't care. doesn't matter. I don't get it. That's one play. Uh, Dreisaitl's been phenomenal. Jack Campbell and John so. Gibson uh, were the second and third stars of the week. Team USA goaltending potential in that one. Uh, Jack Campbell off to a slow start tonight, but uh, we won't uh, hold that against him as far as the Beijing possibilities go. And uh, John Gibson, as the Anaheim Ducks make a little noise in the National Hockey League, Ryan. Yeah, I, I, um, I mean, John Gibson has always been, you know, one of those goalies that we look at and say it takes a lot to beat him because he plays out of his mind, and he has to because he's on a marginally bad team. Um, but, you know, Anaheim's been better this year, and good for them. Uh, a lot of young talent there. Troy Terry just continues to put points on the board. What is it, an 11-game point streak right now for mm-hmm. Troy Terry? You want to talk about players of the week, guys that should have been there, probably Troy Terry over Connor McDavid. If uh, Jenny Kuznetsov, the Birdman <laughs> of the Washington Capitals, he had a four-year suspension from the IIHF after testing positive at a World Championships for cocaine. Uh, that mm-hmm. normally yeah. would mean no chance of playing for Russia at the upcoming Olympics. Sure, there's starting to be some news. <laughs> Excuse me, there's starting to be some news. Wow. I couldn't even get to the cough button there. Uh, <laughs> Eric Tosi's gonna have fun with that one. Uh, There's so many directions to go here. It's fantastic. How about bless you? Yeah, no, I don't want to do that. That's not fun, Darren. Come on. Oh, oh my gosh. That's nice. So much fun here. Uh, uh, There's starting to be some some rumblings that Kuznetsov's going to be able to play in Beijing. That'll be interesting. <laughs> um, I, I guess. Sure. Why not? Who cares? Um, Ridiculous. Yeah, like... They, they get caught in in Sochi with everything that they did, the yep. Russians. Yep. And But they're still allowed to compete under the Russian Olympic uh, uh, Committee, Russian Olympic Federation. Russian. And now, now Kuznetsov was, faced a four-year suspension, mm-hmm. and it made, I'll, I'll be, there'll be some real people up in arms of this one. Now, it wasn't, it wasn't doping or, or, cheating in that regard but yeah that uh that substance is considered to be illegal in basically every walk of life darren consequences aren't real come Mm -hmm. on like let's let's just push that aside and talk about you know how it's a reclamation project or Yevgeny kuznetsov is a different person now like that's that's the direction you go it is what it is uh we'll know very shortly uh, according to the head coach of the russian team alexei shamnov like out of this out of this story, I, I learned that Alexei Zhamnov is coaching the Russian team. I did not know that. I didn't either. Uh, former National Hockey Leaguer once scored five goals in a game uh, for the Winnipeg Jets against the Los Angeles Kings. Uh, San Jose Sharks are going on a Canadian road trip, and they have a big uh, COVID issue right now. Uh, they've learned that uh, none of the people that had tested positive or in COVID protocol uh, are going to be uh, going on that road trip. So it's going to be tough sledding. For the uh, San Jose Sharks, uh, it's it's going to be wow. It's that's a challenge right now, including their head coach. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, it's tough for sure, but this is where we're at. You know, like it, COVID still exists in this world, and it still uh, it still takes chunks out of teams every now and again. 
Uh, Kevin LeBanc, Eric Carlson, Timo Meyer, uh, Matthew Nieto, uh, it's it, Mark Edward Vlasic. It's it's a real issue. Uh, have you guys watched Alexander Ovechkin lately? Almost every time I, I have an opportunity to, yeah. yeah. So where do you rate what he's doing right now as, as off to the start uh, of this season? Uh, historic, um, out of this world, phenomenal, expected. Those are kind of the words that come to mind for me. We're watching a guy who's tied for the league lead in goals at 10. 10 goals in 11 games. Incredible pace to start off with the pressure build still building uh, as he tries to track down Wayne Gretzky and climb up the all-time list. He's now up to fourth, a tie for fourth. Uh, all-time in goals. And I, I just didn't see this start. He's making up so much ground and ground that uh, that he's missed out on even competing in between lockouts and COVID and, and et cetera. But, boy, that's it's. I just did not see that coming. Mm, I did. So I'm not surprised. Really? Yeah. It was one of my hot takes, remember? I forgot the hot take, and it's uh, it's not up on the wall anymore because Chapman had to take it down. That's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 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 I know it's not good. Uh, Carey Price back with the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, the Canadians say many steps needed before uh, he's going to play, but uh, but still positive that uh, he's back with the organization. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, as as I mentioned multiple times, as far as Carey Price goes. Uh, however long it takes him to kind of get himself back and ready to play, that's how long it takes him. But it's great that he's back with the team for sure. He was involved in the player assistance uh, program, and uh, he was also injured uh, coming off the uh, knee injury uh, before uh, he entered that program. So there's that to take care of. But Dominic Ducharme, the head coach of the Montreal Canadiens, and boy, could they use Carey uh, Price right. Not that uh, Jake uh, Allen's been terrible, but... They could just use a world-class player to be in the lineup. Uh, Dominic Ducharme says uh, Carey Price wants to come back and play, but there's some other things to manage. We talked about the injury that he's coming back from, getting back in shape and playing shape too. Uh, there's many steps to be taken, but he wants to play and he wants to be part of our group and he wants to help out. So uh, there's uh, there's some real uh, positiveness when it comes to uh, Carey Price and his ability to contribute. Yeah, that's awesome. Great news. Uh, what else do we have uh, from... Oh, we got to go? Oh, oh it's time <laughs> to go. I, I want to mention... Clocks don't mean anything to Carolina. You. Carolina lost and Arizona won. And it both uh, that both occurred on the uh, on Friday night. The first time for yep. both those things. As we uh, bring you one-timers on this Monday, November on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to the Findlay Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Here's Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. We have two tickets to see the Detroit Red Wings and the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, No, they weren't for the weekend, and we're getting away now because we forgot. It's for next Thursday. So give us a call now, 702-876-1340. Be caller number five. Caller number five. I know... Because it's the end of the show, and, uh, and I don't want Chapman. Okay, so we can go to overtime. Uh, he he dings us for like two hours and a half time. It's it's it gets expensive with Chapman. Hey Wallace, uh, this has been fun today. Yeah, it's been good. Well, I've had fun. You haven't had as yeah, much so fun. Have I. 
You, you don't. You don't even sound like you're having fun when you say you're having fun. Great fun. It was fantastic. <sighs> we got to work on your interpretation of fun. Hey, Darren, bless you. Fifth caller. Thank you. 702-876-1340. Caller number five now.